Hello everyone and welcome to the latest in our podcast as part of National Skills Week. I'm Christina Morrissey and thank you so much for joining us today. I was reading recently that digital is the new black for companies that want to thrive. What does digital really mean? Is it about technology? Is it a new way of engaging with customers, cost saving, search engine optimization, remote capable handsets, smartphones, cloud computing? What does it all mean? Well, We've got a fellow that can solve all those, answer all those questions for us today because we're sitting down with Patrick Kidd, who is the CEO of the Digital Skills Organisation, to explore what it all means, look at possible pathways and training options and talk on technology careers. Welcome to you, Patrick. Good um, good day. Thank you very much indeed for having me on this, uh, on this uh, show. Great to have you. Now, can you just fill us all in first on your background? Because you haven't come into this straight out of school or left school to go straight into a digital pathway, have you? What, what was your career to where you are now, your pathway to where you are now? I regret not. I was, uh, so I'm actually, I, I come from the UK originally. I was, uh, I think, pretty dysfunctional at school. Um, and um, therefore, I ended up, um, I joined the army, actually, in the British Army, sort of a, a, quite a lot, few years ago now. Um, and the army was uh, an amazing uh, opportunity because it's sort of like you don't have to make any decisions about sort of what you do in the army. You sort of like you get exposed to this broad range of sort of different roles, different sort of job types, and you amass, say, an incredible array of skills as you go through that process. And so it was a real privilege to do that. Uh, I spent uh, 20 years with the British Army, uh, 10 years then in the Australian Army, and I left, uh, I left there after a sort of a 30-year sort of military career to, to become... Uh, something called a consultant with uh, a company called Deloitte, um, which then took me to um, then uh, a real privilege, which was to become the chief executive for something called the Invictus Games that were held in Sydney back in 2018. Um, so I used my military skills to then run a fairly major event, which then took me to um, running a digital transformation program into the government which then took me to this particular job. So it's been a very roundabout pathway, uh, lots of similarities, absolute privilege to be doing the work, love to be doing things that are nationally important. So uh, I think that's my story in a nutshell. All right, Patrick, so let's start with the basics then. What are digital skills? What does digital mean? It is such a good question. Uh, and I think wherever you go, you're gonna get a different definition. Um, the way that I make sense of it is that fundamentally, we're now in a world that is dominated by technology. Uh, you do things differently, you do things smarter, you do them more efficiently, you have to use technology now to effectively deliver uh, your business to operate within your schools or to just basically do your you know, fundamental ways of living at home. And really, when I think about digital skills, it's really the ability to be able to utilise the potential of those, of those technologies that dominate everything that we do uh, in every facet of our lives. And so what we really want to have in our nation are people who can make the most of those opportunities, who can realise the potential, not only in themselves, but also on behalf of the organisations that they work for. So that really they are uh, they're able to do more, to do it quicker, to do it faster, to generate more value, to, to generate better outcomes in terms of the way that we, we lead our lives. And so what does that look like? You know, digital skills, and I hate using the term, um, but it's really about some uh, some knowledge about how to use systems, um, the, 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 tech, you know, the, the equipment that you're given, the equipment that we all use every single day, but to use it to its potential. So that's your telephone, it's your computer. Um, it's about the ability to understand that there are 
changing um, pieces of software that you need to that enable you to do. So it's how do you operate or interoperate with those particular bits. And then probably the most important thing, it's the ability to retain your human core skills, the ability to communicate, to think, to understand complicated problems and make sense of those things that actually is the most important thing. Digital skills for me is 90% about attitude and aptitude in terms of just your base willingness to sort of get involved and get engaged, 10% about your actual knowledge of a certain piece of technology at a certain piece of time. So uh, I think the message for, for this community is sort of like, this is not something to be feared. It's there everywhere. You're already doing it. Uh, there are so many brilliant opportunities out there for people who are able to, to give it a go and to find their way through this place. Amazing opportunities. Well, where do they go if you're willing to give it a go? Where can you go to learn these skills? So there's lots of places these days. Um, you find now uh, with companies that they are much, much less interested in whether or not you've gone to do a information technology course at a university. Uh, they don't really care about that. Um, they don't really care about whether or not you studied science, technology, engineering or maths at school. What they care about is your attitude and your willingness to give it a go. And uh, when you've got that, and people are prepared to give it a go, lives are transformed. No end of stories of people who've been chefs, carpenters, plumbers, uh, financial accountants, who have chosen, because of whatever set of circumstances, to do short course, retrained over 12 weeks, and because they were prepared to give it a go, and they were passionate about really taking advantage of that opportunity, they then transform their lives. And all of a sudden, they now find themselves doing completely different jobs in these amazing companies that you read about all of the time. Uh, and absolutely uh, doing supremely well within the sector because they've got the right attitude and the right attitude. Would you say that digital skills are no longer an option for people in the workforce? I think that, well, we know that every single job is becoming increasingly reliant upon technology. Uh, we know that nine out of ten jobs over the next five years will require people who've got the ability to be able to utilize uh, digital capabilities to deliver those roles. Um, I absolutely believe that it is now time for us to recognize that digital skills are foundational skills. skills. They're as important as reading, they're as important as maths. And we have to make sure that the system is generating people who've got those base digital skills to enable them to be successful and to realize their potential in the world that we're into. I think it's incredibly hard for us to sort of precisely define exactly what that means because the technology changes all of the time. You know, the life of a digital piece of technology is, is probably two and a half years. So the skill that you learn today is not the skill that will be there in two years time. So we have to actually have people who recognize that They've got to keep pace with that. So lifelong learning is super important. Um, the, the drive to continue to be curious and to sort of learn and discover and to apply these things in new domains and new experiences is absolutely fundamental. Um, so in answer to your question, I think yes. Uh, I think those people that don't have those skills will be left behind. Uh, and uh, I also think that what those skills do is they enable people to participate in the economy in a way that they never could before. It's, it, it opens up opportunities to people from the most diverse backgrounds. You know, we were talking before about your 
your friend that you met on the side of the road from Afghanistan. You know, digital skills enable will enable that individual and his family to participate in the economy in a way that he could never have dreamed of before. And I think that's what's so exciting about this. It's like uh, it's for everybody. If you're rural or if you live in the cities or if you come from a different country, um, if you are a female, if you are male, um, they are an absolute classic opportunity for you to participate in the work. So, Patrick, for those who are we're listening to what you're saying and we're thinking, right, we have to have these digital skills, it could be a bit daunting. And you've got a couple of groups of us, haven't you? You've got those of us who are still in school and we're thinking of how we can attack this right now, right at the start. There are people who are in you know, work, work already and they're thinking, well, I need to get more skills if I want to get to the next level in this career. I need another skill. And then there are those of us who are going back into the workforce and thinking, oh, my gosh, I went out for two years but it feels like I've been out for eight years because all those digital skills that I can see on Seek and it, I don't have those how can I get them where can we get started so we can um that there are things out there now that you can access there are free online learning platforms one of them is a, is a government funded program called skill finder so there are things that you can do now just online and you can start to upskill yourselves industry uh, and organizations are amazingly generous with what they uh, share on the internet and we all know how amazing YouTube is to sort of help people sort of acquire new skills. So on a very informal level, you can do that. Uh, then the other part of it is uh, on the more formal side is to connect to your local training organization. So it might be a TAFE, uh, it might be uh, one of the other registered training organizations, it might be in your schools, but it's around trying to connect up with some of those opportunities. In this space, much of the challenge is very much around people recognizing that they're interested and then getting going. Uh, and so um, there are plenty of opportunities um, that are out there within each of the individual states. Uh, if in doubt, uh, we would absolutely encourage people to sort of log on to our website and we will connect you up with whoever you need to be connected up to. Uh, but there are incredible organizations looking all of the time to recruit people who've got that right attitude, that right attitude. Um, we can do better in terms of coordinating that marketplace to support people. And I think you'll see some big changes in that space as we go forwards. Uh, but if in doubt, uh, please just log on to the Digital Skills Organisation, send me a message, and we will absolutely do what we can to connect you up to the opportunities to go with it. And that's for people of any age. Yeah, so that's digitalskills.org.com.au, that one, and we'll stick that on our website here as well for everyone. That one. Um, so just to, I'm interested to hear your research. And has your research found... Um, any of the, the jobs and skill sets that perhaps may be part of the future many of us listening may not have yet imagined? So I think that's um, again is a great question. I think one of the challenges in this space is that the jobs are not traditional jobs. So what we very much think about here with skills is, um, is how do you give people the skills to be applicable across a range of jobs? Um, so in the first instance, so it's like um, what are the digital skills that you would need to be a better a uh, person who works in an office, a person who is a carpenter, a builder, a hairdresser, you know, digital skills plays across all of that, that, that area. So let's firstly recognize these are skills for life, skills across industry. Um, there are absolutely some real job needs that sit within the technology sector. Um, so the, uh, some of the recent research that's come out has talked about the growth in opportunity in this space. So at the moment we employ some 800,000 people in the technology sector. Uh, that's in direct technology roles, um, and that's going to increase to 1.2 million over the next five years. So you've got massive exponential growth in this area. It tends to come down into um, 
probably let's say four or five core areas where the the, the, uh, the roles that are most in need. So um, cyber security is a is a massive uh, sort of area of opportunity at the moment. There are sixteen thousand jobs that they're predicting over the next five years that will come up in that space. Um, software development is another really important area. You know, software developers are, if you like, designing the applications that you all use every single day. And those continue to change and move all of the time. And software developers aren't necessarily those uh, those nerdy anti-heroes anymore, are they? Software developers, you, I, all sorts. We've got that stereotype in our mind of what a software developer is or was. 100%. These are people who are, um, some will come from a sort of a very sort of hardcore sort of science, technology, engineering, math background, but actually an awful lot of other people there as well. So. Uh. Um, some of the people I've met recently, you know, come from completely uh, different backgrounds, but it's the ability to think and build and, 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 and work logically, you know, with the system. So it's a, um, it's, it's a very, very um, in-demand uh, profession or, or job. So lots of great opportunities there. And we, and we know the pay follows that demand. So that's another great area of, of opportunity. Um, user experience and design, you know, what you're seeing now with, um, with the platforms and the technologies that we all use is that you know it's really about how do you make it functional and easy to use attractive for people to use so in there that's a whole business around how do you make it look good feel good how do you make the experience really great so people come back to it so there's lots and lots of attention around that um, program management is super important in terms of just how do you pull together these complicated programs and uh, deliver um, effectively programs that require the integration of lots of elements. So there's lots of great opportunities there. So we have these sorts of jobs. We know where the high priority ones are. Uh, data is another really significant area in terms of, you know, how do you look at the world, gather the data, show the data in a way that people can make better decisions. You know, that's another massive opportunity in terms of a need across the economy. So what we're doing and the work that we're focused on is we is we very much go to those five highest demand areas um, and we and, and we really try and sort of put in place sort of approaches and programs that sort of deliver around that. I think the other one to recognize is at the most basic level is our what we call digital literacy. You know, we need simple programs and ways of enabling people to make themselves more literate so that they can engage in this in this environment. And that's what I was thinking, listening to you. So you've got all these, you, know, you put out those five areas there where there are these high-end jobs where you have to be very um, knowledgeable in the digital world. But we do, we all need digital literacy to go. We are all needing more digital literacy to improve our job prospects and our career paths as well. And I've used this in a couple of our, our podcasts, you know, the example of the plumber who might be the best plumber in the world, but... All the ways that you now you know chase up your 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 order your, your your parts and your talk with your customers and you do your billing is all digital and you can do it the old way with a piece of paper but you're going to be behind everyone else and taking up more time and it's not efficient so they need to be able to find the places where they can learn these skills and the time as well. Hundred percent, and you know just picking up on that particular point, you know we know through the research that it's, it's not actually about. Um, you know, the, the, the value of that investment in, in upskilling yourself is, is real value. It's like real money. We know that uh, in a small business that if you are able to make the most technologi technologically driven sales platforms, you're going to sell 30% more than you would have done otherwise. So 
there's there's an absolute tangible benefit from people getting involved and and upskilling themselves in terms of the the outcomes that they generate. Um, but as I said, there are so many different ways of doing this. You can do it yourself. You can get engaged with formal courses. You can pay an amount of money and, and get trained up in a very formal way. But the but 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 there there really is many that there are many many pathways to upskill. Um, and I think that's the other point to recognise is that you don't have to go to school, you don't have to go to university, you don't have to go to TAFE. You can learn in different ways. And the great thing about the technology sector is the fact that it should be and is agnostic of how you learn. We're going to leave it there, Patrick. Great advice. Thank you so much. And, uh, of course, the first thing to do will be to log on to that website that you mentioned, digitalskillsorg.com.au. Thanks for your time today. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers, Patrick. Patrick, I'm sharing some insights and opportunities and the diversity of opportunities in the digital skills sector. And thanks to all of you for joining us today. We will talk to you next time. Goodbye.